to no bs with brian and susan oh my god it's october 13th friday the 13th we are here today baby for a no bs podcast what time is it susan right now 12.08 a.m but i do have to start by saying that we started this podcast planning to like we we talked for like over an hour before we started recording <laughs> <laughs> we should have started so much sooner but i will say that's the thing i really enjoy talking with brian we can just talk for hours so that's the problem yeah that's the problem we do these so i was like we have to set aside like four hours to do Seriously? this just because we just I, and, and the weird thing is is that we talk every day <laughs> <laughs> well we do but it's all like like little stuff here and there so when we actually get to a point where we can like talk either on the phone or like especially i guess because this is like face to face i feel like we talk the longest we just yeah <laughs> we just we just talk yeah it's crazy uh but yeah we're here it's friday the 13th it is after midnight we um have our alcohol and our drugs near us so we're, we're gonna be up late mm-hmm. it's gonna be good uh we're here to talk about our blind watch which is amazing it's horror for the horror season we have some honorable mentions some suggestions of tv shows and movies for you but of course like in every no bs i am forced to watch reality tv Forced. Um. <laughs> i mean from the guy who's ahead of me on both the golden bachelor and paradise currently right now that is true. I I am current on my Bachelor in Paradise and Golden Bachelor, which we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about both no. seasons yet. So it's our first time kind of talking about Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. So Susan, I want to first start out with Golden Bachelor. And yeah. I want to say, God damn, this is the sweetest show. Like I love it all. Like it's- I'm so glad you love it because you were all like weird about it. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was a little bit like, okay, why do we need the old people? But then I started thinking about it. And then I watched these first three episodes and I got to tell you, it's so sweet. It's not having the severe drama, having all of these wonderful stories and these um, older people kind of like who've been through it. They, 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 were there before internet and cell phones like we were or at least i was yeah um in a different time coming into this weird fantasy like thing i golden bachelor is great and before i give you the mic good god every time the bat the golden bachelor is fucking kermit the frog to a t i I can't I, i can't unsee it and unhear it Brian, you ruined it for me because yes, you are absolutely right. I told I told Holly, my my best friend, about that too, and she hears Kermit as well. And I'm just like, that's all I hear is Kermit when he talks. But this guy is so amazing. I love Gary. I mean, he is so sweet. Like, how authentic and genuine is this dude? Well, he's an older gentleman from an older generation. He's not a millennial. He's not. Mm-hmm. He's mm. not a 25 or 30 year old who's on TikTok and Insta- yeah. Yeah, Instagram. Like, th- 
none of them are like that. And that's what's so great about it. They're literally looking for love. And that's what I love about it. Well, no, that's, that's literally what it is. And I think that's what makes this show. It's saving the franchise. Yeah. So it's just, it's just so refreshing to see a guy be the lead that's clearly actually looking for love and everyone there is, is they're not trying to be like famous on social media because they don't even care or know how to do that really. And this is why it's saving the franchise because I, and I hope that the producers take note of this because the ratings have been so good and I hope they look for more people that are authentic like Gary and cast members that are like this that aren't just being like we don't need people who are obviously like acting for the cameras like we need more people like this this is what we want to see this is exactly what we want to see i am shocked and in awe of the sincerity of these contestants it's like a breath of fresh air yeah and i i and so and it's weird it's it's a it's a weird flex that ABC is doing both three hours of Bachelor on the same night. Yeah, but going from the sweet and sincere Golden Bachelor to Bachelor in Paradise is like a one eighty, and I I like the Golden Bachelor better. Like it's yeah, it's amazing. Same. I like these women. I like this guy. I like what they've been through. I like that they don't give a shit about social media or mm-hmm. you know whatever these millennials think uh that's what i i really enjoy that so i i like the group of girls he's getting i like how it seems like everybody has kind of like a backstory of like their spouse dying or um, you know like it's, it's very sad and mm-hmm. um there's some pretty cool people. I must say that we have to talk about that amazing first episode because you and I have talked on this show quite a bit that we hate the fucking first episode everybody getting out of the limo this Mm -hmm. one was actually great like i really enjoyed it i like the first episode too because they actually i mean well nobody was doing stupid entrances they were just kind of coming out really quick i mean maybe there was like a few little things but they came out and then we were just watching gary have genuine conversations with everybody yeah I think it's also cute because we're seeing a guy who barely knows the show and just kind of like he he was with this one woman pretty much his whole life, his high school sweetheart. Yeah. And I don't think he dated after she passed away. And I feel like he's just kind of like in awe of the whole situation. He's in awe of being the bachelor and meeting all these women and seeing that women came to meet him. And he's just I don't even sometimes he doesn't even treat it like a like he's treating all these women like they're his friends which is a good thing you know like he's he's such an active listener yeah i don't think we've had that for so long i feel like it's been so long that we've seen a bachelor really just listen to his contestants and that's another thing that's really refreshing and engaging yeah (laughs) it is it's great to see unfold because it looks like there's a really good connection where it seems like this golden bachelor and these golden contestants who are 65 years and older um yeah they're they're they take an interest like the old school generation when you talk to somebody you look them in the face and you pay attention whereas i imagine the the real bachelor and bachelorettes like the the normal ones 
they would just rather be on their phone looking at their social media than engaging with anybody, but they're forced to for the show. Right. Looking for anything and anybody else to do at the same time. So mm-hmm. this Golden Bachelor is a breath of fresh air. I do, I must say that first night, the chick that got naked with her birthday suit was pretty awesome. I thought that was like, damn, that was well, cool. Well, so that was funny. Is that was Teresa, and yeah. I didn't care for her the first night, not because of necessarily that she just was like awkward to me, and I think she's got a little too much Botox for my taste. Um, I'm sorry, uh, but but she stuck around. And she had the first one-on-one date in episode two, and I really liked her. You know, she just seems really sweet, and her and Gary had a really great date. And I just was like, okay, and he needs a sweet woman. However, also, though, going back to night one, my standout was the woman he gave his first impression rose to, Faith. Like, the way he looked at her oh my god i've never seen any lead look at somebody like that night one he was literally putting his hand under his chin and like jaw dropped and he was just like i thought they were gonna kiss right there like like he was just like i'm in love with you (laughs) no it, it was cool and i actually like you know so we susan and i have talked about how we dislike the bands that show up and they do like a really slow, dumb song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they like kind of slow dance too. But like in the Golden Bachelor, they had like a 1950s era like diner and they had like a flash journey. Like, don't stop believing. Like, this is good. Like, this yeah. is great. That was super fun. Uh-huh. Um, so we're so Susan hasn't seen this most recent episode that aired tonight. I did. Um and I will say, so we're going to talk about it on next episode, but um, there is a rose ceremony. Two people go home. I don't think they were people that really got a lot of screen time to begin oh, with. Just two. So he's okay. All two, right. Two, but so at the beginning That's of the episode, somebody does go home on their own accord because they get a call from home saying like the kids need their mother. Something okay. happened at home. And so it's somebody that had a good connection and there's like an emotional moment between the two. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me how it do- how it plays out to you. Okay. Um, and then, so we've been talking about how we love there's no drama on the show. So yeah. this this new episode, there's a little bit of drama. And I can't wait to hear your take on this, Susan, because it it, it involves somebody we've talked about on this show already like on this particular podcast and it's i think it goes into effect of like somebody who's just talking about having a good time to the other people about having a date with uh gary Uh somebody taking it the wrong way and it's like don't boast about it Uh, and it kind of goes overboard and so they Mm -hmm. what's cool about it they interview the other women about it Mm-hmm. And it they like from a very level head say like look like this is um like we're all dating the same guy there's gonna be jealousy yeah so um it's really cool what happens at the end and like what what comes of it but I'm gonna be on the side of like I think the reaction to this lady was so overboard that it was it's borderline 
wow, this woman is going to be the villain mm. um, because she's like way too overboard with it. So um, okay. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. But if this is the only drama of the season, it's so light, okay. you know, compared to anything else. Yeah. Cause I think like they're like reaching. I like they're yeah, they're everybody's so are. sweet. We they need a little drama. Like here's the thing. Yeah. They're definitely manipulating. They need the drama for sure. But I mean, I, whatever it is, I'm sure it's nothing you can't, there's only so much they can probably get out of these like mature women. So, right. And but, I, and I, yeah. and I want to bring up the fact that we've, I've never seen this in a bachelor or bachelorette, but Gary crying when he has to send people home because he's so let down is so heartbreaking and sweet like i love it i love it too he did that night one yeah it killed me like i was like oh my gosh he's crying like this night one and they tease a preview later in the season now i don't know what's happening i don't know if it's him sending someone home but he says that the worst night of my life the worst yeah the worst thing that happened in my life was my wife dying but whatever happened in this in this show was a damn close second yeah. and he's crying and he says that i'm like what don't hurt this man yeah <laughs> i mean no i I'm, I'm willing to bet like he has to choose between somebody you know somebody and somebody he really likes so that's why i'm yeah. guessing that's what it is um but him crying and doing all of that stuff is very pleasant to see because mm -hmm. you don't get that in the other bachelors or bachelorettes like we sure we see him like it it happens towards the end it doesn't yeah. happen in night one it happens when you're getting closer to the top four after they've met the families so yeah. it's this is the fact that gary cares already so much he's just i don't know he's a good dude i mean i haven't seen anything where i feel like he's not who he is because it's just i don't feel like any of these even the women these are people who are just being themselves because what do they have to gain they're right. not, they're not trying they don't care about social media they're in their 60s and 70s they just well, I, I laughed at that woman last week but she's like y'all don't have chair row ceremonies oh that was natasha the yeah, pro aging coach uh midlife speaker but yeah when she was when she was sent home she's like y'all need some some chairs when they're picking giving the roses we, we were yeah, too old for that and i was like dude i see the regular bachelors on that and it looks so uncomfortable yeah they gotta stand there way longer than what we're seeing yeah is, they like stop and things like that so it's like we need chairs so i was like yep y'all sure do but anyways, well, I'm so glad that you're loving The Golden Bachelor. I can't wait. I'm going to watch it right after this. Um, so I'll definitely text you. But you did bring up a really good point that, you know, everyone was, has been so excited for Paradise. But whoever's, like, dumb decision it was to put, put go, do Golden Bachelor and then air Paradise right after, stupid. Because everyone loves The Golden Bachelor and it's almost like, I mean, of course I'm still like fine. I'm enjoying paradise, but I'm kind of just, I'm not as excited about paradise. I'm watching it, but it's not getting me the way it normally does because in comparison, it just doesn't compare to golden bachelor. It makes, and it's like, it's not a good side by side at all. It's not, it's, it's, it's so not And like, yeah, bachelor in paradise is fun. Yeah. But after going from something so sweet, it has to be on another night. And yeah. why do three hours of anything? Um, it's it's crazy. So mm -hmm. Bachelor in Paradise is arguably, I think, their best show until The Golden Bachelor came in. Yeah. Um, 
And so there it, it's been an interesting season so far. Again, I watched tonight's episode. Uh, yeah. I'm here. Well, to, yeah. Um, I'm here. I to, I'm here. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, don't, don't spoil anything. But oh no. I, I mean, I'm here to say that nothing happens. No roses are given out. Like yeah. it's, it's there. Two people do come to the Island. Two guys. Um, and oh, I think I know who the two guys are. Is it um, Tanner and Tyler, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, they preview well, that. So yeah, you and, and so so with Tyler, I couldn't remember who broke up with him because he's the one that went to hometowns. Mm-hmm. So Rachel was the okay. So of course Rachel is in Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler like told Rachel, "I love you." Yeah, it was like a very sad thing. It was at his hometown. It was yeah. right before he was going. It was actually really shitty because it was literally right Brutal. before he was going to introduce her to um, his family. And then, or or was it? No, no, no. It was before the hometowns. I can't remember. Either way, it was really close to that. And then, um, yeah, he was like, I love you. And she's like, oh, I want to break up with you. Yeah, so the first so you're gonna love what happens between them do i love it because like no you're 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 gonna love it rachel's just like still not my favorite you're gonna love it do you like rachel no oh okay i didn't know if you fell back in love with her again oh no but like so like when he comes down and he, he has his date card and everybody's like oh it's him and like rachel like is like super excited to see him oh god and so he asked her to like come like talk with him for a little bit but like what he it's so great i'm sure Uh, like they didn't air all of it but it was awesome i hope he does not ask her on a date or anything like that i'm not gonna tell you you're gonna have to see but what i I liked what what happened uh you'll you'll like it um so in this go ahead I'm just gonna say, like, well, I guess you can, you can touch on what you're gonna say, but I was just like, do you like? I, I was basically like, who do you like right now? Who do I like right now? So, yeah. um, I, I still like Aaron a lot. Um, I um, mm, I don't like Aaron. I I like Sam a lot. Um, Sam Jeffries. Um, Jeffries. I Sam. Sam, so she's the one that they've been advertising about having the poo baby. She has oh, that's poop. her name. God, she she was like in the, she was a night one person, and it's just like so funny to see her get so much time. Yeah, she's she's okay. She's so not I, a good look, but she seems like a cool person. She seems like a cool person. So I'm here to tell you they've been they've been previewing this this poo baby it's Mm -hmm. still not solved like they like they it's still they still dragging it out so i'm just like what's happening Mm -hmm. um uh i like blake um i like blake blake came up with blake got a glow up by the way he looks fine that dude did not look like that in the last two seasons he was on he used to look like a billy goat and (laughs) he looks like somebody said let me fix you let me get a nice haircut and uh well done right um i like jess a little bit uh, i can tell you the people i don't like i hate cat izzo um oh, I, like I hate cat so okay so in the first episode of bachelor in paradise this season the person we hate the most is brayden brayden shows up 
and Braden and Kat kind of hit it off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you this third episode. I mean, I already know that she's going to go on a date with Tanner. Well, so. I, I just got to say, I hate Braden, but I completely feel for the guy and what happened and what Kat did. I guarantee you after this episode, Susan, you are not going to like Kat. Really? Because I mean, okay, well, we'll see, but I have no problem with somebody switching partners this early on. I don't think so I, I agree. This is like, this is what paradise is. Like, I agree. I agree. And I respect the fact that Kat during that stupid, I don't like Hannah Brown. You got to whiff. I, I do. Oh, with, so I don't know who she is for real. Cause I didn't see, but like, I yeah. could tell by everybody was like, this is not good. She is one of the worst bachelorettes there ever was just FYI. And the fact that somebody, some producer made one of the contestants say she was the Taylor Swift of like bachelorettes or whatever. I was like, she said, this is Taylor Swift of bachelor nation. I just about choked on my spit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? No, she's not. She's not the Taylor Swift of anything. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm going back. I, I, that was a, I really did not like her as Bachelorette. She, you would have found her very annoying. Um, but that's, I digress because ultimately she did that whole question thing and Kat admitted that she was originally here for Tanner or she was interested in Tanner. And she said, I'm hitting it off with Brayden, but it doesn't mean I'm not open to to other things. And I know that hurt Brayden's feelings, but, and she wasn't the only person who said stuff like that. Like Blake said something like that. And I just respected all the people that told the truth because I was like, y'all, it's like the first week and it's okay. It's okay. If you want to date other people, Kylie just did it. Kylie just jumped shit for Avon. Right. Yeah. I, and so, so we're going to get back to Kat and Brayden, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about Kylie. I do not get the attraction to Kylie at all. Like, I, I, I don't get it. I was like, why so many people after Kylie? She seems like the most annoying person in the world. She sounds sure. I'm not saying she is, but her voice comes off as ditzy. She, yeah, I, she, I don't like her either. She's um, not my favorite. She's, I thought she was really pretty, but she was starting to be after that second episode. She got a little less attractive to me only because I didn't care I didn't just care for like, I, I mean, it was just obvious that she was like, she was very much waiting for Avon. And I don't know. I think she kind of led Will on a little bit, probably too much. Like, so, but it was, that wasn't like a huge deal to me. I mean, either way, I was like, I mean, look, Will, Will played the field. Kylie played the field. I think Will fell in love a little too fast too, though. He's one that falls hard. So Will... I I hope he stays on through the whole show because um in this episode Sean um from charity season Sean said it best is like oh Sean yeah. whatever girl will has at the moment some new guy's going to come down and steal his girl and it's yeah. like every episode including this one it happens and they even put like the little caption under his name when he's being interviewed as sad boy. And Aww. it's like, just kind of heartbreaking because they're all the guys and people are talking is like, dude, he just like kind of sits by himself. Cause he's so depressed that like nobody's staying with him. I mean, and the yeah. Dude falls in love. The moment he talks to somebody, yeah. like, that's his thing. He falls really hard. 
it's and crazy. that's not good in paradise either. It's so. it's not. Um, going back to Braden and Cat, okay. I hate Braden. I hate Cat, and I think they okay. deserve each other because of that. Um, I have to watch this episode. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, what could Cat have done that was so bad besides just jump ship to Tanner? Why is that so? so okay, so if you say that, how okay. she went about it is really fucked up, and okay. I feel for Braden because Braden in the last couple episodes in this episode he's like talking is like yeah i like really see like me liking this girl i like her you know stuff like that um and so and he's told a lot of people like how his feelings for cat and uh what she does to him throughout the episode is really fucked up and even the girls call her out on it mm. and it's it's like a it's a thing and so i'm curious it, it even Aaron felt bad for Braden. Wow, Aaron felt bad for Braden. All right. Well, yeah, so like I, I was like somebody who hates Braden, I feel for the guy. And like even Sean in his his interview, he says like, dude, if you would have asked me three weeks ago, four weeks ago, that you were to come to Paradise, see Braden and like be friends with them. And I would have told you you were fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, here I am like feeling bad for the guy of what Kat did. So I'm curious to, I can't wait to talk about it next episode because I can't wait for your take on it to see if we're all in the wrong here and if we should be well, on Kat's side. Ask, or... Before this episode, did you already hate Kat too or were you fine? I did. I, I thought Kat like her unwillingness Why? to i thought i think she's too for lack of a better word uppity like she's above it like she's like i don't like bugs i don't like getting sand on me i don't like i don't like any of this i, I, I was like i see i feel like i'd be very similar i mean she might be a little i wouldn't be quite as like verbal about well no i'd be verbal maybe it wouldn't be as loud about it but i hate bugs so much so i relate to her in the whole like bugs way I don't like sand, but I don't think I say she it seems way too high maintenance and like to a point where it's not attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, so with her being with Brayden, I was excited because it's like, oh, two people I dislike, they deserve each other because they're both annoying. But now it's <laughs> um, other than those little things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There was no reason to like to show the show really go on. Nothing really further. Nothing else really happened. Yeah, well, nothing else really happens. So you pretty much those are. The, it sounds like those are the only people you dislike. You like everybody else. Well, you don't like Kylie, and you don't like Brayden and Cat. Those are it. Yeah, I I don't like Eliza. Uh, um, because of last season or stuff this season. Last season, well, last season for sure. But it seems mm-hmm. like she's doing the same shit as last season here now. And it's kind of, yeah. So, um, it, it seems like the guys are having a pretty hard time this time around by, cause like, again, you have Rachel there who, who would want to date with Rachel like ever after what she did to Zach. Like that's what's funny is that like, usually when a, like a lead is there she's like mm-hmm. a hot commodity like i don't know if you you watched this paradise one yeah you did you watched the paradise with becca yeah like, 
she's a hot commodity when she got there she was like everyone's like oh becca i mean but she just she booed herself up with thomas but i guarantee you anybody would have wanted becca that was yeah and the like, only oh, small connection with Rachel is Sean right now, but it's yeah, and that's not real. No, right? the, the, the both of them are, are like, oh yeah, it's like a small connection, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's like nothing. Yeah. So not- I think they'll keep each other in the game to keep each other in the game. Yeah, I think Rachel is unfortunately like I, I did think that originally if Rachel had been in paradise, she would have thrived better before being a bachelorette. But I don't know. I just think she's just kind of like there's a, she's probably grown more, but there's just like a I don't think her personality is all that like it like, doesn't seem like she's grown. It just I don't think she's like you you would have thought more guys would be into her. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's there. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Um there's not a lot of big connections at the moment. I think in the show minus Kylie and Avon, but I only think that is that they're just attracted physically to each other. Cause the only yeah. thing they've ever said on camera is that they're hot. And I was like, okay, so I don't think there's really any connection between anybody at the moment, uh, which is very sad. Cause you go back to the golden bachelor and there's immediate connections with Gary and these women. Yeah. And here when you're watching the golden bachelor, yes, it's fun to see the, shittiness unfold mm-hmm. but then again it's just like these people are there just to get social media famous you know yeah, like, I, yeah. it's what's sad about it mm-hmm. i mean it does seem like will unfortunately is looking for love he is failing everywhere <laughs> he is that poor guy i feel bad because last week he was like it was mercedes it was always mercedes and when he said that i already was like oh it was always Mercedes, like okay. And and I've I've noticed like a little pattern in Bachelor in Paradise when, um, when they're talk when they're having people talk and they're like, yeah, I really like him. Like I, I really have a strong connection with him. It's gonna be him. It's gonna be her. And then somebody else comes down the thing, and they're the ones that get asked on a date. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah, Um, those shows, but yeah, I I think um, I am still curious to see who's getting married in paradise. That one I'm still really curious about, but um, I don't think it's like someone who's like there right now. I think it's like a former couple or something that's coming to get married, but yeah, it might be. Um, as of right now, there are no like strong connections in paradise, and again, in this episode nothing really furthers the thing the the storylines really um so uh it's kind of a filler episode in my opinion yeah so unfortunately i'm assuming golden bachelor because they're flying through from what you're telling me it sounds like they got down to nine people if if one person left the beginning and two went home that'll mm-hmm. be nine. and then i don't know how quickly they'll cut the next one. See, I thought they were going to cut down to four, but uh, if Golden Bachelor ends before Paradise, maybe they'll do like a two-night thing again with Paradise or maybe a longer Paradise. I don't know what they'll do. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, either way, I think. I I, I hope... I th- I'm going to enjoy Golden Bachelor no matter what, I think, because I think I'm sold on it already. Um, 
Bachelor in Paradise, something I, I need to see a connection. I need to see yeah. like a real connection because there is none right now. Well, Golden Bachelor, this one's smart. They they're probably banking and hoping. And I don't know if you see it yet, but oh yeah, that's why I didn't ask you. So okay, I'm gonna ask you two questions. With Golden Bachelor, who do you want with Gary as of now? And who if they don't get picked, would you like to see as the golden bachelorette? Because I'm sure the show would love to do that because the, the the ratings are so phenomenal and the feedback has only been, I haven't heard one person who's watched the show that said they didn't like it. They, they've literally loved it. So, I mean, they, yeah, they're probably going to try for a bachelorette. Yeah. I, I would agree to. Which would be um, great to see. So, so I do like faith. That's my favorite. And I, um, I actually like Leslie. Um, okay. She's like the motorcycle chick. No, no, no. I know which one you're talking about. So she's okay. Those are my two favorites right now. Okay. Um, For either one of them, if Gary didn't pick, you'd be happy to see his bachelorette golden yes, bachelor. Yes. The faith has been my favorite from night one. Uh huh. And I, I want to hold on to her. I would love for her to win. I, I mean, win. I hate to say win. I want her to be with Gary. Like, I think just that con- immediate connection that they had, I haven't let that go because he has not looked at anyone else that way. So I hope it's her. Uh, Leslie might be a fun. She was okay. I I wasn't sure if she's a little, like, not as sweet, but maybe she is sweet. I did like her, though. I thought her and Gary had a connection last episode. So, yeah, I I uh I did too. So I like I like those two the most. Um and I could I could see either of them going uh Great. the distance. Awesome, awesome. So um and I wish everybody kind of the best, uh except for Kat <laughs> in Bachelor in Paradise. So you you hate Kat more than Kylie. Uh yes. Okay. I mean Kylie's annoying to me, but if she's happy she's happy cat just seems like fucking mean so mean oh wow yeah Yeah. all right you'll be you'll be texting me okay okay fair enough i can't say anything because i haven't watched it yet so yeah Yeah, maybe you're right maybe you're right right so uh golden bachelor bachelor in paradise there's stuff happening in gold bachelor bachelor in paradise needs to step it up and i hate to say that because usually it's always stepping it up yeah so shanae bring shanae on (laughs) well you guys can watch it currently every thursday night so on abc Mm -hmm. there you go uh all right sorry are we moving on to blind watch yes blind watch time it was it was it my pick it was your pick and brian had a good pick it was good it was scary i didn't expect it to be so scary so the pick was for how for october it's a movie called clock um this movie called clock is currently on hulu it's a hulu original film so it'll be on hulu for a while it was um released um april 28th of uh, yeah it was it was released in april of this year um it premiered at the overlook film festival in new orleans Mm -hmm. um and it was directed and written by somebody i think who is very new to the scene um her name is alexis jack now mm-hmm. i'm actually going to look her up on imdb because i'm curious if like if there's like a short film i would recognize of hers 
but mm-hmm. um alexis jack now she's los angeles based and i think yeah um basically just doing uh little shorts here and there she did an episode of american horror story but other than that um nothing i think this is her first like big big thing and oh my goodness um this is her first big movie clock watch out for this director jesus christ yeah um, I didn't that was her first it was really well done super well done um it doesn't star anybody i really know um diana agron agron i can't ever say her last name i know her because of glee so when brian suggested i was super stoked but you know she's in shiva baby too yeah she's in shiva baby she was in the show heroes um and yes uh glee glee is Uh, where everyone if you watch that's her biggest role as uh quinn fabray who Yeah. Yeah. It'll, actually, you would recognize Melora Hardin, who was Jan in the office. Yes, you would. You would <laughs> she, recognize her. You would recognize her. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, that was, it, uh, she did a good job. Everybody does a really great job performance wise in this movie, too. Yeah. So, what is this movie about, Clock? So, the poster suggests <laughs> somebody is um, some girl's face looking up, and it's like one of those baby crib ornaments you know like that like kind of Mm -hmm. twist with like little animals on it above the crib to put the baby asleep and like in the center of the animals is like this syringe um so it's a horror movie and basically it looks like um this woman named ella she's 37 she does not want kids that's such all. premise too. Yeah, yeah she, she does not it. want kids, but her whole family, her friends, it's all they talk about. It's all they want to do. We're going to get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like this uh, laboratory and this doctor's like, hey, if you want a kid, we can like give you one easily. It's going to be. An well, easy- if you want, we can. Basically, they were saying that we would add something to you that would make you want children. Right, to, like a drug. To have your biological clock finally tick. Like she felt like her biological clock was like broken. Like she was never going to feel like she wanted kids. And they were like, we're going to make it to where you finally get that urge. Right. So she she goes to this lab and she's injected. She does this sensory deprivation chamber and all this stuff. And then what turns out to be like, oh, this is going to be happy movie turns into like a straight on horror movie (laughs) that is actually pretty fucking scary and some pretty crazy graphic imagery uh mostly from this like creepy ass tall woman that like we were watching this like late at night and i had to like pee at one point and be like um can we stop and use the restroom and I literally was so scared. I was like, I'm like running. I don't, I'm just, I, Susan I, was talking with me. And she was like, I'm so scared to use a bathroom so right now. To, well, I got scared because I went to the bath. Cause like most of the lights are off whenever it's this late. And then like, I went to the bathroom and like, I swear, I felt like I saw that woman's face. I was like, Oh my God, this is scary. <laughs> it was really funny. So yeah, the one of like the kind of like apparitions, the entities, the demons in the movie is this like super tall woman like like just think of like those demonic movies or possession movies like the ring or babadook or something like that and like there's this really tall 
crazy, creepy, darkly colored woman who's just there. Oh God. And it's like seeing her and she'll like pop up and it's just horrifying. Like there and I scream at one point. Yeah. Like like the broke neck lady. The broke neck lady in Haunting of Hill House. It's a very good description of but Uh very tall. It's super scary. Uh and then the imagery of some like <gasps> the baby hanging by the umbilical cord and oh. swinging like a pendulum with blood. Like, like I didn't expect that. And that I was like, like okay, so <laughs> I picked this movie because how I picked this movie, I was like, what's a good horror movie for October that I haven't seen? Mm-hmm. And I think I typed that into Google and it just said like, oh, clock. And I was like, oh, okay, shit, let's do clock. Have you seen clock? Not knowing what it was about. I went into it blind and Susan has just had child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this movie is just like, oh God, what did I do to Susan like, during this movie? And I was like, I wanted to ask her. I was like, because I know, because she she texted me when we were watching at the beginning. She's like, I'm going to have a lot to discuss about this movie. And I was like, dude, did you like get, like when you got married and you were getting there, did people like always like, talk to you about kids like when are you gonna have your kid we're gonna have kids like god it- yes that's yeah. the problem that is a problem with society today is that there's such a pressure that uh, as soon as you get married i mean they're usually pretty i mean it starts with when you're single it starts with when are you gonna find a boyfriend when are you find- i mean I, and i'm curious if this is the same thing for men but at least for women i can't even tell you how many times i was told by randos like at like thanksgiving like my sister-in-law's family oh you're such a pretty girl why don't you have a boyfriend why don't you have a boyfriend i'm like woman if i knew that like like what do you think it's not like a question so it goes there then when are you gonna get married like when are you gonna get engaged you know then you get married immediately like i mean literally at our freaking rehearsal dinner people were all already talking about kids like i was like y'all can we get married first and then it's just like (laughs) Like, like, do you think that's like a society thing or do you think that's like they just don't have anything else to say? And it's like, like that's what comes up. It's like when we don't have much small talk, like we don't see you that much. Like, so when's the kids coming around? Like, I, because I, but that's like it's a personal question. It is a personal question. And I feel like obviously, and I don't mind talking about this now, but it's like as someone who has gone through multiple miscarriages, it is a very like sensitive subject. You don't know what people have gone through. You don't know if someone already knows, like, for example, if they know that they can't have kids and you're asking that question or, or if they don't want them. I mean, I have plenty of friends that just don't want kids. They don't want them at all. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there shouldn't be this pressure of like, Oh, like I feel like immediately the go-to in society, as soon as somebody says that says i don't want kids they're like oh stigmatized yeah they're like oh why 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 not it's the best thing in the world and it's like i love my son and i'm so grateful i have him but that does not mean that everybody in the world thinks that's the best thing in the world like i also i'm sometimes i'm envious like i kind of wish i didn't have the biological clock where like i wanted a kid so badly because then we'd save a bunch of money and we wouldn't have this other human life 
that we have to like take care of and work around. We have to make sure this child doesn't die on yeah. a 24 seven basis. Which is, it's fine. I wanted that, but, but I mean, if I didn't like, right. I don't look at somebody who doesn't have kids and be like, Oh, I feel sad for them. I'm like, damn, they can do whatever they want. So like, so I, I do the line, like the, the jokey line. If I meet somebody, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they say they have kids and shit and they ask me, do I have kids? And uh-huh. I, so no, no kids here. COVID was a breeze. And they <laughs> laugh at that, you know, cause like people with their kids are in COVID and it works. It's like, that was hell. <laughs> like, no, uh, no, it was a breeze. So they, they always laugh at that, but going with this movie and watching that and seeing this character, Ella, and like having her friends and her friends just constantly just talking about kids and saying like, kids are my life. Why, why don't you? Yeah. And then her getting to a point where she feels so bad for herself. Like she finds this doctor saying like, we can give you the feeling that you want kids with a mm-hmm. drug. And I was like, is that like a thing? Like, I don't think I'd ever want to take a drug to make me feel a certain way that society tells me to feel you know unless it's like you know murderous you know right 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 if it's like a murdering feeling or like something that would harm somebody sure that's different but i think that's like yeah like that's the problem i mean and that's the movie did well but as you're watching it you're like there's nothing wrong with her that's what's so messed up with society is that people majority of people when they hear somebody doesn't want kids they tend to be like, what's wrong with you? That's that ends up being the question because they think that we're supposed to normally like, that's why God made us and that we're supposed to procreate and all this stuff. So they're just like, they think all these different things, like, which I'm curious, do you get that? Do you get that as a guy? Like, do people are like, like, why don't like, like, do they question you or, I mean, I don't know. Nobody like, questions me if when I say, no, there's no kids. Like I never. That's all they just, so your question, what? all you get is just, do you have kids? That's all they ask. Yeah. And I say, no. And I say COVID was a breeze and they leave it at that. And leave because, it alone. Yeah. They leave it alone. But like before married, you know, being in a Jewish family and Jewish mother and stuff, like they were always like get a girlfriend bring her over uh, <laughs> and like like you know like you know like with even with like the sex issue like my parents like being jewish and stuff like they were like you know just use protection have fun you know <laughs> they, they, they this is kind of like that and uh <laughs> and but i never had the problem like oh you know i will always dated so i never had an issue with like never being a loner or being alone or never having somebody, you know, I could always find a date. I could always do that. Well, but it seems like that's, and I don't know if it's a guy thing, but it seems like you never had the pressures of kids then. From Right. Like, no, from I mean, I like that this movie clock kind of goes into that culture yeah. and like showcases, like seriously do that. And like, even in, um, knocked up the Judd Apatow movie yeah, 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 where she gets pregnant. And then like when she's interviewing people on the carpet and they're all like talking about her baby and like, where are you uh-huh. doing stuff? And she's like, not having it. And I was like, I can't imagine going through that. And I might, I imagine when you were doing that and going to the screenings and everybody coming mm-hmm. up and you're just like, Oh, this is, uh, this is weird. 
<laughs> people were fine at the screenings luckily like i think like with and i actually rewatched knocked up i watched so many romantic comedy rewatches during maternity leave but like i i watched knocked up and i remember that part and she was just tired of it and i i understand her frustrations at that point because she's just like she's trying to do her job she's trying yeah. to interview people and i was thinking, like yeah that would be kind of annoying because i'd just be like well i gotta ask these questions i've got to like get to this like you can't just keep talking about my belly and stuff and so that that was yeah but i do think there are times like you just want to talk about like something else too i only say that because we recently went to a we went to a party uh, uh, this weekend and but i mean this guy was a dad too but i felt like he would not well it was because somebody else was there that didn't have a kid and he was she was standing in the group with us and i felt like he was only talking about kid stuff and I was like, all right, well, she can't really chime in on this. So let's change the subject. Like, let's make it something everyone can talk about. Because we've already been on kid stuff for about an hour now. No, right. So, like, if I, I, I have said this before. It's so funny because I like to see people's reactions. But if, like, I'm around people and they just keep talking about their kids, yeah. I just go, kids fucking suck. <laughs> and I go, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to see this but oh it's yeah. so good it's so funny it like it makes people laugh and then we talk about literally anything else well um, it's just like the same thing as like reading the room of like if somebody was like talking about their relationship or too much it's just like but that happened that that is definitely something especially with kids people can have a tendency to just talk about kids and their child for so long and then it'll just be like all right that's enough now. <laughs> yeah, unless you're telling me stories about your kid falling off their bike and hurting themselves, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I can find video your kid falling off a bike and send it to me. I'll laugh. Oh, that, that that'll be my <laughs> noted. No, no, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> noted. And now I feel like I have to get like a life size cutout of this monster in this movie oh, and send it to Susan's place. God, I will burn it. <laughs> oh, burn it. But, but I am really glad he suggested this one because I really didn't even know this movie existed. And I thought it was a very interesting pre premise. Like, I mean, I haven't seen anything about this topic and i thought that was like a good twist because normally and i didn't really know what it was about i i was kind of blind with it too i just thought that it was going to end up being that she wanted kids and it was like kind of going to be like an ivf thing so i kind of like the backwards of it and because that needs to be represented too you know like there's right to know it's whatever you want and there's nothing wrong with you if you want them or not and yeah and she was just getting pressures everywhere from it from her dad and yeah yeah so you'll see and but yeah this was this was good because i didn't expect it to be such a horror film either yeah no it, it's it's straight horror man and uh it, it, it got me i was real excited it's got an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes mm. um and this was based on a short film that uh i believe alexis did and I just like that she got it did so well that she got to actually make it into a feature. And again, Alexis Jack now writer director of this, if she's going to, she's the new name in horror. I think I would like to see more that she does because even with this movie, I don't know how much it costs. I mean, it looks slick. It looks yeah. sleek. It's like, it's, it's a good film. Um, and it, mm -hmm. it, it, it breezes by at 90 minutes. Um, yeah, it really does. 
and it gets all it needs to say. And yeah, it's good. Like, again, I think Susan said it best at the end. We still love Megan Fox until death. Uh. <laughs> like, I think that's like the best solid fucking movie. But like, this is a close second. I think like this was really good. I, I agree. Till death is still my favorite. I don't know if anything's going to beat that. But I also think because till death, like Megan Fox, we love you. But also like there was so many twists and turns in that movie that I just didn't even know that that was about. Like, I think both you and I really were just so blind with it. Like I didn't read. I was like, what is this about? And so like to see what it was, where it was going, I was like, oh, oh my gosh. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh yeah, I like that. Oh yeah. I also like, I would rewatch till death. I don't think I need to rewatch clock. I did like it though. a lot. I would rewatch clock if, um, if I was watching it with somebody else, I think like, I I like to show somebody that movie. I think it would be fun to watch it with somebody, but I'll fucking watch till death all the time. (laughs) I I love that cover. Fox on the laying like that. It's so good. (laughs) Oh man. It's so great. Um, So yeah, till death it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. So it'll be on Hulu for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, It's not going away anytime soon. Please watch it. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yeah. I was going to say it's a perfect month to watch it. Do it. You will be pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we, we go to our honorable mentions, would you have liked this movie while you were pregnant? I mean, it would have. I would have had the same effect. Okay, I would have liked it. I, I just would. The the parts that were hard to watch would still be hard to watch. I'd be like, ooh, I don't want to see. I want to see those images. Yeah, they they were pretty good. Um, that would have been. I wish so. Like that New Orleans Overlook Film Festival. That would have been fun to see with an audience. Mm. Just because that was that's where it it debuted at the Overlook Film Festival in New Orleans in March. So and. And I have to add, I think one thing I'm really happy about is those horror films that start out as short films almost rarely like suck as a feature. Like a yeah. um, I think about that movie we watched at Fantastic Fest, the the tall grass one. What was that? Oh, in the tall grass? Yeah, that that sucked. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was so right. boring. But the yeah. short is great. Right. And then um Lights like, Out was a short. Lights yeah, out. Lights out. Yeah. Lights out short. So good. Movie garbage. It was what? it was long. So like, yeah, I think lights out. I like the premise. I think it was it was overly long for a movie, but the only good part of the movie was the guy. Like he was so funny and so realistic in the film. Uh, but he was the only good character, which was sad. Was um too- uh, but yeah, you're right. But no, this one was actually really good. No, but the, yeah, exactly. This was good. Brian picked very well, and I enjoyed it. And it's scary too. And it's yeah, no, it's good. Good for 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 October. Do it, do it, do it. Do um, it. It'll be uh, Susan's pick next. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to do at least two more this month so we can get two more horror movies in that we haven't seen. So let's yeah. do it. Um, all right, yeah, that's our blind watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Clock on Hulu. Go see it um honorable mention time what are we watching susan what are we watching um well trevor and i are starting ahsoka we've watched the first three episodes okay pretty good so far um are you watching those or do you kind of yeah i don't blame you oh freaking disney plus just are you watching loki no 
I'm not even excited for this. I didn't like the first season of Loki, but we're going to watch it. I'm just kind of like. I'm not excited about any of it. Um, I mean, I'm excited for Mandalorian, I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, other than that, there's just so much. Yeah. No, you're right, man. I I completely agree with you. It's not that great. Um, But we did watch the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, which was awesome. Which is good. It's very good. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really good. Uh, I watched Strays. Oh, um. Yeah, the uh <laughs> yeah, it was it was okay. Did you like it? So I haven't watched it yet. Um, I just feel like it's dogs with vulgar language. Very vulgar. I didn't realize it was vulgar. I thought it was gonna be like family friendly, and it starts with like, oh, it's like that. It's funny enough. Um, I also saw because it was on Peacock, and I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Um Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. It's so much fun and so stupid and bad. But it's, oh, fuck. So I I went on this bender. I I watched Blood and Honey. I watched this new Grinch one. This Mary had a little lamb thing. Oh, my God. There was, oh, and there was like a, a Caddyshack gopher thing that I watched. And they're all like in the same realm and they're just so bad and dumb, but I think they're so bad. I love them so much because they're so like, they're made for like $5,000. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like stupid IP. It's like if they did that to Mary Poppins and made her a serial killer, like it's just $5,000 budget. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was just hilarious because, well, when I started, I was kind of like, oh, the, the, of it wasn't so bad because they had like the drawing and they were telling the story with the voice like Christopher Robin but then he left and they were hungry and they (laughs) ate one of their own and then they grew to hate Christopher and the humans and all this stuff and I was like oh but then you see like Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and you're like just cracking yeah yeah, they're they're literally in like they went to like spirit Halloween like got like the cheapest costume yeah it's like, like not even, it. yeah yeah not even a good like you, you could have gotten a better pig costume geez but the hey i'm just cracking up at christopher robin being like poo, poo. <laughs> why are you doing this poo <laughs> Piglet, Piglet, what are you doing? No, Piglet, no. I'm so happy you watched that. Yeah, because I had to. I was like, I have to see this. I mean, they're making a sequel. I think. Oh, oh, god. I hope not. Um, I'm trying to think. I think that's. I don't know. The last I watched Dumb Money, which was good. Um, I'm trying to think what I've seen um oh and then of course i watched totally killer which was great highly okay with kieran shirka uh-huh and i watched pet cemetery bloodlines which i thought was not good i didn't think it was that great no it was pretty bad yeah what are yours um so the new movie you need to watch and everybody needs to watch is Uh when evil lurks okay it is awesome it's on it's in theaters right now um, but very limited theater run. Find it when evil lurks. Mm-hmm. It's a Spanish language film. It's this guy's second feature film. He made another movie called Terrified uh, several years ago. And it, that mm-hmm. is equally as good. But when evil lurks is a mean fucking horror movie that is just golden. It is yeah. 
great. Uh, love it. Do it. Um, also, The Fall of the House of Usher by Mike Flanagan is on Netflix now. Please do that. That is an amazing We're gonna miniseries. We're going to watch that after Ahsoka. That's yeah, it. it's an amazing miniseries. I hope everybody watches that. It's just a miniseries, right? Yes. Okay. And what else am I watching that I've watched recently? I'm looking at my uh, my stack. Oh, and I'm watching Love is Blind season. Oh, I haven't started that yet. But uh, I you probably. could skip it. It's the worst season by far. Oh, well, thank you. I will skip it then. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's been kind of a uh, kind of slim, slow pickings mm-hmm. um, because of all the strikes and stuff. Nothing like crazy is coming out. All of our screenings yeah. for the most part are stuff that is going to be on Netflix, Apple TV or uh, Hulu. You know, they're just because nothing's really coming out well we're going you know we're getting in that point where we're gonna get the screeners that's why i ultimately decided not to go see priscilla because i was like we're gonna get it like yeah. we're gonna get a link or we're gonna get the thing and it's not gonna make me make any difference in on the big screen versus right the, oh there was a movie um that i really liked oh you really liked exorcist the newest exorcist I loved the new Exorcist. Believer. Oh my yeah. god! That movie Ryan, so he good. gave it such a good review, y'all. This is like I, his favorite movie of the year. I I, I loved it. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's funny if you don't say anything, our audience is going to think you really loved it. <laughs> no, no, I really hated it. I did, I did <laughs> fucking see that movie, and I hated it so much. Uh, <laughs> he posted he's like don't give them any money (laughs) don't 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 give them any fucking money that movie is so bad oh my god um not good do do not go see it it's the worst movie um so there's a movie called the re-education of molly singer oh yeah you told me about that one. it's okay. it's a comedy movie it okay. stars Britt robertson jamie presley ty simpkins jonathan lipnicki and nico santos mm-hmm. um it is a super funny raunchy great great movie that is very similar to the recent um jennifer lawrence film Oh, I love that movie. No Hard um, Feelings. That yeah, No good. Hard Feelings. This one, um, I think, is a bit better um, mm-hmm. because it has a lot of great references in it. And it uh, it, it's very, it has a lot of heart. And it Britt Robertson is amazing in it. She is amazing. I love her. Uh, but the re-education of Molly Singer, it, like, like picture. Where can you watch it? um it's everywhere like you can rent it anywhere for like seven bucks like amazon apple google anything youtube mm-hmm. um everywhere online for like seven bucks it looks like yeah. but uh think of like um van wilder meets no hard feelings okay. uh and it's it's so good it's so funny i i laughed the whole way through it uh i think you'll really like it I, I think all of the cast. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's great. I think I think No Hard Feelings came out just because of Jennifer Lawrence, but I think Reeducation of Molly Singer is the better film because of its cast and its heart uh at the end of the day. It's really good. Okay. Okay. No, I definitely want to see it. It it looks good and I like the cast. 
So yeah, go go see those movies. Um, and then uh, one more. There is a new movie coming out called What You Wish For. And it stars Nick Stahl, um, our, our native Dallas guy, um, Nick Stahl, the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's The Menu Meets Fresh. Oh, I heard about this at Fantastic Fest that you said. Yeah. It's very good. Very, very good. Um, go see those movies. Okay. Um, but that is No BS with Brian and Susan, October 13th. It is currently 1.14 a.m. Central Time. We are enjoying our ourselves here. It's good to be together on Friday the 13th. Keep it yes. spooky. <laughs> I love Friday the 13th, by the way. 13 is my favorite number because of my birthday. And I've actually always loved Friday the 13th. I don't get scared about it. I, I feel like it's like a good luck day. Sweet. I like that. Yeah. Um, Susan, where can everybody find you online? Find me at thischicksflicks.com. Um, Irving's City of Irving's YouTube channel. Um, Instagram at thischicksflicks are my socials sweet deal find her you can find me brian kluger everywhere type in brian kluger you'll find me on all the social medias tiktok instagram twitter blue sky whatever whatever is popular um find me at highdefdigest.com boomstickcomics.com you can find me on the other podcasts my bloody podcast and fear and loathing in cinema podcast as well as wednesdays from noon till two on soundtracks radio until next time fear and loathing podcast and of course this one no bs podcast with brian and susan we will be back next time with more bachelor and blind watches horror style thank you susan thanks night everyone